do you have a code of conduct, a set of principles and standards you believe would be what would shape the best member of a community? Those would be your core values. And it's okay if you're unaware of your core values. It's okay if you're aware of only some of them. There's many ways you can discover your core values. From studying your habits, mood tracking, journaling, seeing how you really treat other people and how you really feel about them, seeing how you treat yourself and how you really feel about yourself. It's also okay if your core values change over time. Nothing is ever set in stone. Core values are a concept, one of the primary concepts that shapes more my worldview. In fact, this is the final primary idea that shapes my worldview. When it comes to my core values, my first one would be philanthropy, a love of humanity. I'm a huge believer in human ingenuity. I love everybody. And I think that people are mostly good. I mean, of course, all people are agothic ecological, as in we're comprised of good and evil. Or we have the capacity to, uh, to do either good or evil. And for anyone who believes that they are only good and they can never do evil and they have a monopoly on the truth, that is absolutely cringy. It, it, it's cringy. It's denying the reality that you could be potentially dangerous and you could make very bad choices that could have very impactful negative consequences for yourself and others. It's arrogance. It's cringy because it's arrogant. Now, we should definitely be aware of our capacity to do good or evil. It's important to be present with our choices and also understanding our values along with that. We can uh, develop ourselves into what we deem to be good and set an example for others to do what we deem to be good. Now, of course, there, even though morality is a subjective individual thing, I do believe there are universal things that are bad, like pedophiles, people who murder and rape women and children eat. There are, there, there's a variety of things. I don't want to get into the, to the laundry list of it. I, I do believe there are actual um, types of behavior that should be shamed. And it should never be deemed to be okay or good or acceptable. I, I think that um, the reason we do have universal things like that is because we're afraid we might become something like them or what they could do to us or both. There's a lot of fear involved in that kind of aspect of morality when it comes to trying to govern the behavior of other people, including ourselves, by the way. Fear is one of the motivations for how we conduct ourselves and how others conduct themselves. And I believe that Philanthropy is what makes the world a better place. When you can look past all your dark traits, your failures, your weaknesses, the evil deeds you have done, or maybe not even evil, but just bad things you have done as well, and you can look past other people's flaws and mistakes and evil and all that, the wickedness that dwells within them, 
and learn to love them, that makes you a very powerful person because you've overcome your uh, judgment and you chose to see um, how people could be valuable and why people aren't valuable. My second core value is be giving. I really want to be a giving person because it feels good to help other people. It's not just about the admiration and respect that comes with it. And sometimes I do get taken advantage of and that doesn't feel good. However, I give because that's who I want to see myself become. And it's not like I'm just giving everything away or anything like that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I give what I can when I can. Whether it's some change to a homeless man, some food to a homeless person. Uh, I, I'm willing I'm willing to donate my time to people. I'm willing to donate my attention and quality time to people. I'm willing to be a listening ear. Uh, you know, be, being giving without expecting anything in return has made my life more rich and wealthy, and I really like it a lot. And you don't have to have that core value. You don't have to have any of my core values, but that's my second one because it's improving my outlook on life and improving my self-image. Number three would be kindness. So when it comes to being kind, I'm talking about things that are simple as holding the door open for somebody, smiling and waving at somebody just because you want to give a friendly greeting, asking somebody how their day went because you actually care. Uh, just little things like that, little acts of kindness throughout each day. It, it really does create kind of like a domino effect of kindness. I, you know, it, it's like when you pay for someone's strength behind you and then they do the same for them. It, it's incredible. And that's why I think we need more of that. I'm not by any means advocating to be a pushover. You know, I'm not saying you should be kind even when people are mean to you. Fight back. You know, simple as that. There's a time and place for kindness, and there's a time and place to tell the truth. It's all about knowing your audience. You see, you can be a kind person like me and also be forthcoming. You, you can also be very direct with people, even as a kind person, because there are times that it's important to be direct and not mince words. There are times that the truth needs to be told with or without tact. So simply because someone is kind doesn't mean they can't be a brutally honest truth teller. And the world needs both. The world needs kind people and brutally honest truth telling. So the trick to that is knowing you have the capacity to be a brutally honest person for the people who can handle it and be a kind person for the people who need things to be said tactfully. Number four of my core values is humility. Humbling myself to be in touch with the darker side of myself, as well as the positive side of myself, and be introspective, and also admit when I am wrong, when I'm wrong. When I am wrong about something, I say, you know what, you were right, I'm wrong, and I'm sorry. And it moves everything forward, instead of denying that I'm wrong instead of being arrogant where I could never be wrong 
and I go through all these mental gymnastics of trying to be right, even when I'm wrong, it, it slows everything down. It destroys relationships. It does not gather results. It doesn't garner results or any good ones. So having the humility to know when you were wrong and having the humility to forgive yourself and forgive other people when they are wrong for whatever the case may be. Humility takes actual discipline because it doesn't feel good to do these things until you do it enough where you're reaping the rewards for it. And uh, it's better to be humble, laid back, and reserved than to be some overbearingly prideful person uh, who believes that they have a monopoly on the truth or, or whatever. It's just that that's cringy as well. Uh, misplaced confidence does not look good on anybody. Arrogance does not create understanding. Humility creates understanding. Number five, learning. I am a student of life. I don't believe that I'm necessarily an expert at anything. I could become one at some point. I don't know when. However, learning is valuable to me. And that's why I try not to hold on to beliefs and defend them to the better end. Because beliefs are meant to be adopted and replaced. And that goes for core values as well. I don't know when these will change. These haven't changed in years. However... It's important to be a good student of life, and it's important to um, adopt a new belief and replace your old belief that is no longer working for you with a belief that is more convenient at the time that will actually level you up. And that's how we grow and change as people is when our beliefs change. It's not, it's not when we defend a belief to the bitter end, whether it's a moral principle or some, some other thing. It's... It's important to be open to all information, all avenues of information. Being a student of life is how you do seek the truth. And the truth is something you need to seek in conversation. You can't seek the truth with someone who believes they already hold the truth. It's just plain arrogance at that point. But you want to surround yourself with people who are also trying to seek the truth. Number six is wealth. I, I am just obsessed with wealth creation. I think that the more money you have, the better of a person you can be because you have more to give back. And capitalism is the only economic system I'm aware of that can help people get out of poverty. It elevates people out of poverty and is responsible for why charities get so much funding. And that's just to my knowledge. And I believe that we should all strive to be more wealthy, have more money. It, I'm not saying we should be ungrateful for the things we have. We can simultaneously be grateful for what we have, frugal and minimalistic and financial habits, while acquiring more wealth so we can give more to other people. And that's why wealth is important to me. Number seven, action. Taking action is so important. When you have an opportunity to do good or you're going to create an opportunity to do good for yourself and other people, 
action is just powerful because it's how you develop yourself. That's why I value action a lot. I also value inaction, by the way. It should be number seven, action slash inaction. Because with inaction, you wait till the right opportunity presents itself like a Taoist principle. I think that is a Taoist principle now that I think about it. And when, when we... Whether we're taking action or inaction, those are two very powerful modes of operation because we can be in a place of Zen in either or. We can be in Zen with action because we're, we're moving forward. We're taking action. Even if we fail a few times, we get back up we, and we just we do what needs to be done to develop ourselves. And with inaction, we have Zen as an I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do right now, so I'm just going to wait till it presents itself. In some circumstances, that is absolutely okay. So number seven is action slash inaction. And my last core value is number eight, results. I'm very results focused. When I believe in something, it's because it provides me the best results. When I look for information, it's because I'm looking on how to obtain better results. And when I take action, it's because I want better results. When I'm doing inaction, it's because I want better results. Like, results are important because they really define uh, how, how good you are at something. When, when you first start playing guitar, you're not going to be very good at it. You're not going to get very good results from trying to play a power chord when you first start out. But then eventually, after practice, you're going to get the hang of it. And then you'll get better results. And, and results are just such a satisfying thing to have. And they're the best kind of evidence for any argument. Like, one person who is an expert might not have results like someone who isn't an expert in the same field but the thing is re results speak for you re results matter getting the right results in the in, and if you value results that that's it defines the kind of quality person that you are if you're someone who is results focused then you don't want to settle for less and you want to continue to develop yourself to get better outcomes, better situations. And being results focused is a huge part of survivalism when you think about it. Because we weren't f fighting for our lives and hunting animals for the bare minimum. No, we went all in, baby. We had to go out there, take down that mammoth, and we had to build shelter. We had to build civilizations. We had to fight off the other tribes. Being res results focused can really improve your life. And that's why it's in my core values. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed understanding the 10 primary ideas that shape my worldview.